Hi, hello, and welcome to this, the first actual episode of the Who's That Then podcast. I am so thrilled to be here to be doing this. If you've just come in from the introduction, hello again. If you haven't, hello to you too. I uh, I won't spend all this time talking on. Let's get right into this, the first real episode. And for the first real episode, I really wanted to talk about somebody who I think is extremely cool and just shockingly unknown. And that's Mary Reed, the soldiering, innkeepering, male impersonating, sailoring, pirating pirate legend that she really was. I have to confess something to you, dear gentle listener. I have always loved pirates. The romanticized image of piracy, that's for sure. But piracy nonetheless the golden age of piracy the 1650s to the 1730s is one of the most exciting times in world history in 1492 columbus sailed the ocean blue in search of india now what he found wasn't in fact actually india but he didn't know that i mean the man and this is a fact so next time you have a trivia night remember this one columbus believed that the ocean was pear-shaped the whole world in fact was pear-shaped and so any flat earthers you might know who want to jump on this pear-shaped earth train you go right ahead columbus set it in motion and he's got more than 50 places named after him including a whole country a state capital but i'm now digressing into columbus and i could be here all day back to the narrative after columbus had stumbled his way onto guanahani which he then renamed San Salvador, it's now a part of the Bahamas, lovely island, I'm told, the Europeans had gone absolutely crazy with expansion, colonization, and enslavement. Ever since that terrible, if you were a native to, well, anywhere outside of Europe, or fantastic, if you were a native to Europe and rich, day in October 1492, it had been a non-stop quest for new lands, goods, and especially wealth. The only problem with this new system, well, there were lots of problems with this new system, but the major one for the European powers was, we have all of these great resources and wealth over there in the new world, but how do we get it back here so we can use it and rub it in everyone else's faces? To solve this egotistical and economical nightmare, they used planes. Well, no, they didn't actually use planes, though the idea of sky pirates is exceptionally cool and somebody should write a book about it. In fact, they used very large, very, very large ships, which could carry very, very large sums of goods back to Europe. It's a simple system, but it does leave a great deal up to chance. I mean, all manner of things can happen to a ship whilst it's at sea. Storms, pirates poor navigation and getting lost, mutinies, bigger storms, sea monsters, they were all a threat, except not the last one, and some very enterprising people saw this list and realised that they could become the pirates mentioned on this list written 400 years later, and that is exactly what they did. Now this is a huge, huge area, and I can already feel myself getting sucked into this really strong desire to talk more about the golden age of piracy, you know, the age of discovery, the thought-to-be-real sea monsters of the time, and of course, colonialism. But for the purposes of our story, 
All you really need to know is that by the time Mary Reed comes into the Caribbean pirate scene, in the late 17-teens, Europe had taken over large swathes of land all across the globe. They kept fighting each other for more land, and this period of the Golden Age is often known as the post-Spanish succession period, as the Spanish War of Succession had ended, and they kind of owned the lion's share of the Americas. Many, many of the most famous pirates in history came from this time. You know, we're talking Blackbeard and the colony in Nassau. Oh, and also, transatlantic trade was booming. Now that I've hopefully painted an image of the world that Mary lived in, let's talk a little about her. She was born in 1695, though this date is disputed, in London. She was born to a widowed woman who had married a sailor. She had a son with him and then was abandoned by him. She then went on to have an affair with another man, the result being Mary. When Mary was a child, her half-brother died. But Mary's mother, being the enterprising woman that she was, started to dress Mary up as a boy so she could pass her off as her elder child so that she can continue getting money from the boy's paternal grandmother. Now, this continued right up until Mary was 13 when conning an old woman into paying you money to help raise your daughter who you've been passing off as her dead grandson abruptly stopped working. I mean, who'd have thought? Was it because the grandmother caught onto the lie? No. She just went and died. And nothing, let me tell you, nothing ruins a good con quite like the mark dropping dead, does it? It's at this point that I'd really like to mention that a lot of what we know about Mary's young life comes from a very dubious and highly, highly disputed source which is Captain Charles Johnson's A General History of the Robberies and Mo of the Most Notorious Pirates, published in 1724. That is a mouthful of a title, and I'm glad that books don't have titles like that anymore. It is highly possible that none of this story about Mary is true, but personally, I like to believe it. History is a lot more fun with a little bit of crazy mixed into it. Anyway, back to Mary, or... Mark, as she would later call herself when she was dressed as a man, and oh yes, she did do that a lot. She did it so much, in fact, that her, after her grandmother had died, she became a servant for a time to support her mother and herself, and she later joined the British military as a man. She then went to Flanders to join the military there, where she met a man, and it is at this point that I think her story really becomes quite beautiful in its own way. She fought well and distinguished herself in battle during her time in Flanders. She, went, she even went as far as to volunteer herself to battles so that she could be beside the man she had fallen in love with. I think that's beautiful. This gave her one hell of a reputation as a great, but also crazy soldier. She and this man that she loved, they were together all the time. They even shared a tent. And it got to a point where she was so comfortable and confident and trusting in this young Flemish man that she did reveal to him that she was in fact a woman and that she was in fact in love with him. He took this all really well, I think, and confessed to loving her as well. He at first tried to make her his mistress, and then when that failed, he made her his wife. The two were discharged from the army. Presumably Mary was still pretending to be a man at this point when she was asked to be discharged, given that it was the early 18th century, uh, I imagine they kept this marriage, which to everyone else seemed like two men getting married, a secret. However, I don't have any details to support this, and this is my own personal speculations. 
feel free to make your own. What is factual, what is known, is that Mary and her new husband, having left the army, went off, bought women's clothes for Mary, which is nice, and they opened an inn near Breeder in the Netherlands. They both ran this inn together for a while until her husband had died. Following her husband's death, Mary went back to her old stable and once again dressed as a man. She went back to the military for a short time before making a decision that set her on the path to infamy and also subjecting her to podcasts like this several centuries later. What did she do? She got on a ship. The ship was headed for the West Indies, you can thank Columbus for that name, and she became a sailor. The ship hadn't gotten very far when it was, set, when it was spotted and set upon by a group of English pirates. They really do get everywhere. Mary and the crew were taken by the pirates, and while it is unclear if she joined them right away, she did turn pirate at some point. She lived as a pirate until sometime between 1717 and 1719, when the king's pardon was accepted by the crew, wherein they returned to port and agreed to become privateers. A, a quick little side note here. The pardon that I mentioned that the crew had taken was issued by the king of England. Basically, it promised anyone who engaged in piracy would be forgiven and allowed to live as free men or women. In the case of Mary and another incredibly cool female pirate, they will meet very soon. It was all conditional so long as they agreed to stop the whole piracy thing. Piracy had become such a problem in the Caribbean since the Spanish War of Succession ended way back in 1714. All the sailors that were attacking Spanish ships with the full support of the king were told because the war was over, so was the legal justification to attack Spanish ships. So could you please maybe stop doing that? Thanks a bunch, guys. Though he was German and also a king, so he probably didn't say it quite like that. Probably more demanding. Now, a lot of these recently unemployed privateers really only had one really marketable skill, and so they created a new market for it, and decided that even though the war was over, they weren't done. Thus, kicking off this huge wave of piracy. And that is a sea joke. Please, dear gentle listener, forgive me for that one. It was so large, in fact, it was affecting the economies of European powers. So the king created the Act of Grace in 1717, stating that if all of the pirates surrendered themselves to the correct authorities, they would be left alone as free people. There was also an extending second declaration that extended the deadline to 1719, rather than the original 1718 deadline. This is the pardon that Mary took. And now... Back to her. Mary became a privateer for the governor of Providence, a privateer being a person with the government's permission to be a pirate. This career, however, it didn't last very long, and the crew of the ship mutinied, wherein she then joined the crew of the English pirate Calico Jack, or John Rackham, as his mother would rather you call him, given that that was his name. As a member of Calico's crew, she became very, very close friends with one Anne Bonny. Now, Anne Bonny is an amazing, amazing person, an amazing historical figure, who I would love to talk more about at another time. But at the, at the moment, the important things to know are, Anne is a woman, and she and Jack are lovers. Two, she tells Mary that she is a woman, 
And three, Mary tells Anne the same thing about herself. And here's a wonderful story from the time. Jack gets so angry at what he believes is another man trying to get with his lady that he threatens to kill Mary, who he thinks is Mark, until the two women let him in on the secret, wherein I'm sure he felt very silly and turned red as a beet. They all agreed it would be best to keep the secret from the crew, and I can't say I blame them. Together, dressed as a man, Mary and Anne were very, very good pirates. When attacking another ship, they would fight side by side on the deck, killing together and doing all of those other piratey things together. On the ship, Mary also started to get very close to a man, much like Mary had done in Flanders with her, fr with her previous husband. The two of them were as thick as thieves, and they were actually, in fact, also thieves, which is very fun. It's important to share things as a couple, I think. When Mary had told him how much she hated the pirate lifestyle, they had gotten very, very close indeed. I should explain that. He had been one of those sailors who hadn't so much volunteered as had been forced into the pirate life. It had got to a point between the two of them that Mary revealed the fact that she was a woman, and it makes me wonder if she had a routine for doing this at this point. She then confessed to him that her feelings, and he reciprocated them, which I'm sure this whole thing came as a huge relief to him. I'm sure that he was feeling very confused about his attraction to one of these hairy, unclean pirate men on the ship that he had been forced into, and the two of them became lovers. There is a story from this time where Mary revealed her gender to him, that he caught a glimpse of, of her breast and he started to ask questions about the truth. And it's at this point that she reviewed her he, she revealed rather her true self to him. There is also a story where he had started a feud with another man on the ship, and this had made Mary very worried. Her lover wasn't much of a fighter, and when a duel was issued between the two men, Mary worried that he wouldn't survive, and so she started her own feud with the man and challenged him to a duel two hours before the one he had already scheduled on that day. The whole episode makes me think of the Three Musketeers, where D'Artagnan meets Athos, Porthos, and Aramis, and challenges them all to a duel one hour after the other one. Anyway, Dumas aside, Mary, who was a very, very accomplished fighter, and she predictably won this duel against her piratical foe. Now, these are stories... And they might not be true, but once again, I do like to believe, especially the dual one, is true. The idea of this swashbuckling pirate jewel is really cool, and it makes me very happy. Feel free to choose not to agree with me and not to believe it. Though I am absolutely going to. Sorry for all of these digressions, I'll try and stay focused. Anyway, back to the narrative. Mary and her lover were married in a sort of way, swearing oaths to each other. And it was uh, around this time that Mary had become pregnant. And though she continued to dress as a man, others started to pick up on her being a woman. She and Anne gained a very large reputation for being ruthless, cutthroat pirates who'd kill you as soon as they saw you for the rings on your hand. You know, the full-on image we have of pirates. That was Mary and Anne. So in a sense of personal fame and success, she was, well, a success. But the issue with all of that fame is that the wrong people start to take notice. And unfortunately, they did. It all fell apart for Mary, Anne and Jack and the gang. 
in August 1720. They had captured a 20-gun sloop named the William in Nassau Harbour, so that's good. Only, the governor named Anne and Mary personally in a decree that the hijackers of the William were the enemies of the Crown of England, and therefore had to be brought to justice. A privateer named Jonathan Barnett did just that. He found the crew anchored off the coast of Jamaica, and he went for them. According to legend, Jack and the rest of the crew were below deck, drunk out of their skulls when Barnett came for them. And the great Calico Jack, famous for his flamboyant clothing and his charm and his charisma, immediately surrendered. Anne and, Ma Anne and Mary, however, they weren't about to go down without a fight, and so they fought tooth and nail until they were captured. There's also a story that Jack hid in a cupboard while all of this was happening, and I can't say that doesn't fit his character. He really is kind of all image. He's all flash and dashing with none of the skill. Mary and Anne, however, they really epitomize what a pirate is and should be in the image that we have of them. And they and the rest of the crew were taken to a place named Spanish Town, in the south of Jamaica. In November 1720, the male crew members were hung for piracy, and on the 28th of the same month, Anne and Mary were sent to trial, where they too were convicted and also sentenced to death. But both of the women were pregnant at the time, and they used this brilliantly to get a stay of execution. Now, I can't say that they had this plan in mind when they got pregnant, but if they did do it as some excellent legal loopholing, I'm very impressed. Though, being as contraception in the 1720s wasn't the greatest, it's far more likely that they didn't have this blinding legal strategy in mind at the time. If you can't tell, I am trying very hard to stall. Because this part of Mary's story, I've really dreaded. Whilst Anne was eventually freed from prison, Mary died of a fever on April 28th, 1721. She died in prison around the time her baby was due. It may have been during or just after the child's birth that she died, but there is no record of the child, so it's very likely that the child died with their mother in that Jamaican prison cell on that April day, 1721. And that, dear sweet listener, is the end of the extraordinary tale of Mary Reed, the swashbuckling, soldier-marrying, in-keeping, pirate-being badass that she really was. She dressed as a man her whole life, and I'm very glad that we can look back on her now, all of these centuries later, as an incredible woman who fought against the adversities of her time and is remembered as a legendary pirate today. She epitomizes, at least for me, what a pirate is. She is the image I have in my mind when I think of pirates. You know, there's Blackbeard, Anne Bonny, Mary Reed. Those are right there and on a personal note i just want to thank you so much for joining me for this the first ever episode of the who's that then podcast it has been such an amazing project to work on and i really really hope you come back and join me for the next one just to let you know we now have an instagram and an email the instagram is the who's that then podcast all one word please enjoy the logo and the email is exactly the same, with the addition of a at gmail.com. Please feel free to write in and email me about all of the things that I've gotten wrong, all of the mistakes I've made. 
you can also write to me with comments and suggestions about what to do with the podcast, where to go next, who to talk about. I really look forward to hearing from you. I also want to say that I'm going to try and get some music for the podcast. If anybody has any suggestions on that, please send them to me. As I say, this is all incredibly new to me, and I promise you bear with me. I will can only get better at this, and I'm going to work very, very hard. And so with that, until I see you again, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic time with much success. Stay safe and goodbye from now. Don't turn pirate.